0: It's gone. We might have that wonderful thing happen. Like a miracle. But when a man feels like creating, he'll just create. When a man feels like creating, he'll just create. What if he doesn't feel like creating? What if he doesn't feel like creating for months on end? Then what happens? So that's pretty much been uh about the situation. Um yeah, I haven't recorded a podcast since like June. Haven't recorded any music. You know, I got a job. I don't know about y'all, but uh I mean, I don't know why I'm saying y'all. I don't know about you future Bob listening to this podcast. But uh yeah. So, I went back to work at the end of the summer and I've been just kind of in school counselor mode basically. But um yeah, I have to admit It's easy to let the, you know, inertia, momentum, whatever the proper physics analogy is, to just, you let things slide. And so I have been, you know, immersed in work and then the weekend comes and you got chores to do and other shit like that. And uh, so uh, I haven't really been doing a whole hell of a lot that's creative. And then I finally had this week, my wife's been out of town and it just broke the routine a little bit for me. And then I started to observe myself a little bit. And I noticed like, uh, the rest of society, at least as, as I'm seeing it, I'm getting into these shitty digital habits. You know, I'll come home from work. I'm tired. It's like, whatever, four o'clock. And, uh, I make myself a little drink. I'm, I'm drinking this, uh, This tea that I like when I get back from work. So I sit down, have a cup of tea, and immediately pull out the uh, iPad and just start browsing and get lost in a trance, basically, while I'm uh, drinking the tea. And then before you know it, it's it's like five o'clock and it's time to get dinner ready. And then you eat dinner, you clean up, and then that's pretty much, you know, you got to call it a day. And that's been... The routine for a while and then like I said on the weekends there's always other bullshit to do and I just haven't been making that effort to uh, keep the creative projects going and this has been a particularly long spell so then just uh, this morning I picked up my acoustic guitar and realized man I haven't played in a while and I just couldn't even remember how to play certain songs songs that I had been sort of chipping away at learning that I'd played you know many many times I put so much effort into you know coming up with different ways different keys to play it in that match my voice and all these different chord things and difficult songs you know that I couldn't quite master I wouldn't have been ready to you know do a a full version of it yet and then just a you know a couple of months and I just couldn't remember how to do any of it. I mean I couldn't remember the chords and I'm sure I'll be able to get most of it back but it just oh my gosh so once again i I'm inspired more by just the fear of losing uh, these skills and these abilities it's just amazing how how time can pass and that you just don't even realize that it's slipping away so yeah i've gotta I've gotta redouble my effort so as always I mean the entire this whole podcast, basically, or at least more than half of the episodes, I'm sure, is just me uh, trying to think out loud to just to find out what the hell's going on in my head and to uh, kick myself in the ass and inspire myself to uh, to do the things that lead to clarity and aliveness and vitality. And you just keep, I don't know, if you're like me, you just fall asleep again. Um, these fucking devices, man, it's, it's amazing. Like no matter how aware I am of the pitfalls, I just fall right into them, uh, again and again. I find myself just wasting time on just stupid stuff. And it has this uh, anesthetizing effect, you know, you're tired and yeah, fuck, I don't have any energy to do something creative. I've been at work all day and then, uh, you just... You reach for that pacifier, and it just kind of puts you in this nice little daze where you you know you don't you're not really sensing all the exhaustion, but it it just ah god it just dulls the mind. But yeah, I've noticed it in others, and this is just a problem. And oh my god, the uh, the future generation, the current generation, the kids uh, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do if somebody like me with uh, you know a, a pretty decent intellect, a high level of self-awareness, uh, a higher level of commitment to self-transformation than most people, at least in my experience. If someone like me still can't learn these lessons and just can't break the spell, what do you suppose a kid is going to do Who's having these same algorithms and these these same devices aimed at their little developing brains? They have no defense against it. And uh, you know, I only have my tiny slice of the world, so I could be um, just over uh, generalizing. Because you know, I work in you know in one town in the Southwest, and it's uh, kind of a high poverty school. And, but all these kids, I mean, I can't even say all because I might even just be not having a representative sample size of the school, but so many of these kids, uh, even all the way down to first grade, but certainly when you're talking about the fourth and fifth graders, these kids all are, have phones. They're bringing their phones to school and part of the, the issue, and this, it seems new. I don't really remember dealing with this in previous years, but. You know, we got to like, make sure the kids aren't bringing their cell phones out onto the playground during recess. And we're talking about fourth graders yet just yesterday it was Friday, I confiscated or just temporarily took three or four phones from kids. The reason I mean, you got to take them because these kids will film each other take pictures of each other and then put it up on social media. I mean, it's just, we, we just can't have that. And you wouldn't expect it with kids this age, but uh, it's happening. And I've had numerous conversations with um, kids. And again, talking mostly fourth and fifth graders who will confide in me that on a regular basis, they stay up all night long till four or five in the morning in their rooms with their devices And they're on, they're in direct communication via text or FaceTime or whatever the hell these kids are doing, TikTok, that comes up a lot. They're basically hanging out with each other uh, on these devices till like four or five in the morning and then coming to school. And uh, most of them just, they, they don't see a problem with this at all. And of course there's just zero parenting and I don't wanna be judgmental, I don't have kids. And I'm glad I don't have kids because I don't know that I could uh, parent the way that I want to parent just in the society we live in. Because, you know, I've got siblings and people I know that are really good people and they still let their kids have phones at ages that I, I would just find absolutely unacceptable. So I'd be such an outlier and then, you know, I guess my kids would be miserable because... Evil dad is not letting me have a phone and God, I wouldn't want to be dealing with all this shite. But it stuns me, the number of kids that are are staying up all night long and the shit that they're doing, uh, it's shaping them in ways that, you know, I can just kind of observe almost in real time. Some of the stuff is difficult to say. Is it harmless? Is there an analogous thing that I did as a kid? Like, for instance, if you take, you know, exposure to adult things like pornography. You know, I can remember uh, somebody had a Playboy magazine from, I don't know how who got it and how they got it, but, um, and, of course, the first thing you do is, at least if you're a boy and you're, in you know, 11 years old or however old I was, and you get hold of something like this, it's this you know, this taboo, magical thing, the first thing you're going to do is tell your buddies. But you can't just, you know, whip it out. I'm I'm talking about the, the magazine. You can't just pull it out and, and show it at home because mom and dad are around, you know, you don't want to get caught. So what we did is we had various places out in the woods in the Northeast. There's trees everywhere and little patches of, of woods. And we out into the woods, and you get a sandwich bag or something, and put the the pages of the of the magazine in there. Fold them up and stick them under the ground, and and then you'd slowly start telling all your buddies, you know, you got to meet me in the woods, you know, at four o'clock, and check this out, and and uh, you know, there's no parent supervising it, but you know, I guess in that case, you're talking about you know airbrushed boobies, you know what I mean? It's it's not. Uh, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't consider it a corrupting influence on me, although it shaped me in ways that are kind of interesting. Um, and these type of random things that are out of the parent's control do shape you. I mean, I remember the the centerfold's uh, name in this that I'm talking about here. I mean this this is a person that's probably like in their 60s or whatever the hell now but it's like I remember exactly uh the photos and I remember the, the person's name and uh it is incredible how indelibly this is imprinted on me but there does seem to be a difference between that and just all of the weird hardcore pornography that anybody can imagine and having kids easily being able to, to find that. And then they're going to, of course, share that with their buddies and the means by which they can share things. Now it's so easy. The parents either don't care because as long as the kids are on their devices in their rooms, they don't really have to parent them or they just don't know. They're not savvy enough. They're too stressed out. I mean, I don't know the reasons, but, um, as an elementary school counselor, I never thought I'd be confronting these things with young kids being exposed to all this adult shit. And another thing this week, um, so I'm recording this on uh, October 9th, and I do lunch duty and recess duty for the fourth grade, and I'm out there with another staff, and we're noticing that all the kids are playing red light, green light, and you're thinking, oh, that's that's an old-timey game. I Strange that I've never seen them play this before. Um, but they had a little twist on it where they're pointing, you know, their their fingers as guns and pretending to shoot each other. And we're thinking, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? So you got to start talking to kids and asking them questions. And apparently there's a show that's all the rage on Netflix called Squid Game. Now, I didn't know anything about it, and but... How these kids have all been exposed to it, uh, I'm not sure. But I did a little research when I got home from work yesterday and saw that, you know, this is something that's, you know, an adult thing or 17 and, and over it's designed for. And I haven't watched it myself, but I saw reports that it was very graphically violent sexual content, all this stuff to eat. We're talking about fourth graders here. Um... And I don't know for sure if they're watching it on Netflix. There's probably a lot of kids that, you know, they can't even afford a Netflix subscription. But however they're getting it, apparently there's all kinds of TikTok memes and scenes of it being shared on social media. So one way or another, the kids are at least being exposed to these scenes because they're telling me that. You know, oh, it's not scary to me, Mr. Bob. You know, as if they watch stuff like this all the time, Um, and they're acting it out on the playground. You know, oh my God, it's just again—is am I over uh, overthinking it here? Is this just the modern version of how shit was when I was a kid, and it's not really that you know going to warp their little minds? But I I just don't know. I just—I think there's something different about these modern technologies and what these kids are being exposed to. And then, you know, I'm, I'm Googling this shit and I'm finding that all over the country, all over the world, Europe, England, Belgium, there's all this controversy about, uh, you know, in England, there was some article about how the school, some school district was imposing sanctions on parents whose children were acting out the squid game, red light, green light thing. In Belgium, there was reports of kids of a certain age i'm not really sure how young they were but they were acting out the game on the playground and and beating each other up or punching each other as the the form of violence and you know all these people are running around and then there's this mini moral panic about kids reenacting this squid game on playgrounds and what amazes me is how quickly these things happen a show is released and then because of this TikTok bullshit or social media or however the hell it's happening, within like a few days all over the world, kids are just doing the same shit. Um, I notice this all the time. I'll go home and visit my nephews and they're doing some stupid ass TikTok thing that every other kid in my school is doing or they have these stupid rubber poppet things. I don't even know what the hell they are, some kind of fidget. One kid gets it. All of a sudden, literally every kid in the school Every grade, everyone has it. The same thing. The conformity is not ninety nine percent. It's a hundred percent. And you ask him, why? Why do you have these things? And they say, oh, it relieves stress. And you know they're just speaking like whatever was in the ad, relieves stress. And I'm always joking. It's like relieve stress. You could just grab a piece of paper and crumple it up. I mean, why? Why would pushing this rubber thing be stress relieving? Different than, you know, fidgeting with, you know your fingertips it just there's nothing there but they they've all been convinced that they have to have these things and there's like this black market all they want is these stupid rubber things that called poppets and there's now all the status around these things Uh, you know if you have the big ones and the the expensive ones well that means you're not one of the poors and the kids will just ask me do you have any poppets like they're asking me for crack and meanwhile, yeah, these things—I mean, I, I get it. There's always trends, but the speed at which these trends go viral all over the school, all age groups, all over the damn country is disturbing to me. Uh, especially because you know, they're most of these kids are finding out about this stuff through this this TikTok shit, which I'm sure is just whatever, like a kiddie Instagram or whatever the hell it is, but there's so many other issues attached to these kids use of the technology. I mean, so many of the interpersonal things that are happening at the school, I'm finding out, you know, that the kids are carrying it over when they're, uh, at home. You know, they'll be telling me about, you know, where we were an after-school program where, you know, there's not, uh, the school staff that are, that are doing the supervising. There's a, a group of people that come in to watch the kids after school as part of this program, or they have daycare where the, you know, the oversight's a little different. So they're all fucking around with their phones, taking it, you know, pictures of each other that are unflattering and going on social media and using it in weird ways. Um, we've had, this is just this week, mind you, this is one week at one elementary school, but we've had, uh, some boys uh, again, this is fourth grade, quote unquote, forcing girls to be their girlfriends. Now, what does it even mean to have a girlfriend and dating? I mean, it's just a matter of like, I like you and you say you like me. Now we like now we're dating, you know, we don't even have to actually talk to each other. But um, and the quote unquote, forcing is, you know, when some boy who is rejected they'll say well if you don't go along with it then i'm gonna you know ruin your reputation on tiktok or i'm gonna spread rumors about you or i'm gonna make sure that no one talks to you i mean this is fucking fourth grade and then just this is just as one more i mean these things are just popping into my head i mean i haven't you know even thought about this before i started recording but we had uh this vandal, uh, vandalizing in the bathrooms and we hadn't had that before. And then we find out that there's some TikTok challenge, you know, there's all these stupid online challenges that, you know, thinking back to like the ice bucket challenge and all this shit, <clears throat> which I always thought was stupid. And I always disgusted me the way everybody just conforms to what's going on. Now, the other side is, you know, oh, come on, Bob, it's fun, you know, lighten up, but I just, when people all conform to the same thing, it just makes me want to just, uh, just vomit. And, uh, there's all these TikTok challenges that are somehow getting around to our kids. Like, you know, this week is desecrate the bathroom week. And I guess the idea is you vandalize the bathroom and take a picture of it somehow and, uh, uploaded and then you're you're part of this challenge and and we're reading some of the stuff and that like next month is like smack a staff person week or a so, month or something and it's just these kids i mean i know there's analogs from back when i was a kid but uh, there's a there's just a difference not only is it like quantitatively different the power of the spreading of this shit But there is something also uh, different uh, in, I mean, in the impact. I mean, this is, I guess, all been argued before, like in the, uh, the Social Dilemma documentary and various discussions around that. But you have these corporations that are stocked with these people who are experts in the dark arts of persuasion and manipulation and finding weaknesses in the human perceptual tendencies and all they're doing is attempting to hijack and you know our and exploit these vulnerabilities so that we'll be good little zombies watching ads and buying products that we don't need and it's always been this way but the the power that's being wielded and you know and I guess as an adult I'm like well you know if you choose to do it then you're just a a moron or whatever you want to say I can't even say that because I'm getting sucked in like I mentioned in the beginning and I'm constantly battling and, and having to set limits with myself but it's just the effect of kids and the fact that parents have just given up or can't or I don't know what the hell it is or it's just the kids that I happen to be seeing. But like I said, it's also friends and family members. And uh, I'm wondering uh, when the results of this uh, vast psychological experiment start coming in, What are the, uh, when these young people are adults, what are they going to be like? And I just, it ain't going to be good, is my <laughs> intuition. But uh, I don't know. So that's my job and i keep i continually you know i feel like i'm more and more disconnected from what's going on i mean i'm i'm 50 years old it's very hard to keep track of what these kids are doing and what they're into and you know i'm not going to watch the show on netflix or go on tiktok to to see what they're doing cuz i don't have fucking time for that shit and i'm not interested i got my own intentions and stuff I want to know about it so that I know what's going on, but I I can't really keep up with what the young people are doing any more than my dad and my grandparents could keep up with what I was doing. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's not just kids. I, I mean, I, I've completely tuned out all social media. I mean, I haven't Facebook and Twitter. I mean, I just don't post anything. And I am even losing interest in lurking to the extent that I do because I just see people that I know, their minds just captured by uh, one ideology or another. And again, it's almost everybody I see that's posting seems to be captured. Um, And they they don't even seem to be enjoying what they're doing. It's like all this compulsive... Uh, activity and I can just I don't know I can see that it it all feels just very toxic and again I I think I'm overstating it Uh, I'm saying all but I'm sure there's there's plenty of people that are just posting pictures of their kids and they figured out a way to use these technologies in a way that works for them and it's not really detracting from their lives and what I'm just focused on the weird political shit from between my friends and they they all seem insane to me on, on every side of the issue, uh, whatever that issue is. And I've got my own biases. I mean, I know that I'm also trapped in various echo chambers, despite the fact that I'm, I am making an effort to try to take these, you know, my own biases into account and try to read and watch things of a variety of perspectives. and But it's it's still, the algorithm is, is more powerful than my efforts to correct for it are. So I still gravitate toward, you know, the, the iconoclastic, uh, heterodox, contrarian, thinking different than the mainstream people. That's just what has the juice for me. And then you start to get in that echo chamber, and you and you start to think, "Oh my God, you know, look at all of this stuff that's happening," and you rea- and you realize you've just become another one of these people that mistakenly thinks they know what's quote unquote happening, when what's happening is an infinite amount of things. Uh, and if you just highlight certain things and exclude other things, you just get a a tailored little. Uh, echo chamber just built upon your own vulnerabilities and biases and and you think that that's what's actually happening and of course many of the things in that are happening but when you when you extract from an infinite number of things and uh, you construct it with with these algorithms and then you exclude everything else you just get a completely false sense of the you know the degree to which Certain things are happening or not happening. And I just think to the extent to which that we're we're getting our information from these sources that are either captured ideologically one way or another or geared toward these weird algorithms, we're, our cognitions are being distorted. Our perceptions of reality are being distorted. The discourse between people... Uh, everything's being distorted and again like what are the results of this this weird experiment um, that, that's, that we're all willingly taking part of or a lot of us are I just again it ain't gonna be good it ain't good now <laughs> but I just don't know what to do about any of it even in my local case you know I, I don't know what to do you know with these kids and, and their fucking TikTok memes and All I do is just go in there. I just have to keep it simple. I go in there and just show them love and respect. And I'm there for them and I listen to them. I I don't even... There's no pretense of me trying to undo all this shit or override this or that influence or override the shitty parenting that a lot of them are getting. I just can't do it. I just have to hope that uh, they're a hell of a lot more resilient than I'm giving them credit for. And they probably are. I think that's the... That's the thing that I need to remind myself. I mean, some of the kids I work with have been through some serious shit. So maybe uh, watching a fictitious scene of a bunch of people getting blasted on Netflix is not going to uh, be the thing that pushes them over the edge. So that's my hope. I don't know. Again, my sense of being worried about all this is constructed based on these little weird, uh, biased information streams I'm getting. And, um, it's really hard to, yeah, to feel like you're, uh, getting an accurate perception of everything. But then again, we got to live in the world. Just keep having conversations with each other. Keep fighting the fight. Keep trying to, you know, battling to protect our, our minds, our attention, our relationships, all that shit. But that's what I've been doing. I just haven't been uh, recording any podcasts or recording any music. And uh, it's the weekend, so it looks like I have a little bit of time. I've got uh, some fall break or something next week where I'm going to have a four-day weekend. So I am uh, lucky that I have the time off that I do and the, the life setup here where I can explore my, my creative pursuits. So that's all I got for today. Just wanted to turn the mic on. And see what was going on in this in this head of mine. So I will uh, talk to you next time. Be that in uh, two weeks, a week, or six months. Who the hell knows? Later.